So let's just start off with your broad braced brush stroke here. What are your thoughts? Well, I, I would say that the retail sector has, has looks like, as I say, that's come under a lot of fire. We've seen a lot of really uh, big brand names go bankrupt. They have bankruptcy so far this year, about 18 of them so far. It seems there's a bunch more in the pipeline. And I think that's led a lot of people sort of question, is the retail space really dead? But once you start to look at it a bit more carefully, it's not really that awful. So some of the big bankruptcy we've seen, uh, be there something like Neiman Marcus or JCPenney or Brooks Brothers or GNC or people like that, there's been a bunch of them, certainly. But we see a bunch of bankruptcies every year in retailing. And I think what's different this time around is that a lot of these companies were already struggling quite badly. So if you look at JCPenney, I'm not sure when they actually last had any positive earnings. It's been years and years. So they've been struggling really, really badly. Um, and the, the, this COVID thing was basically sort of the final coup de grace that put them out of their misery, where the investors finally decided to pull the plug. It doesn't look like any healthy companies, any healthy retailers who went into 2020, early 2020 in a very strong position, uh, suffered that kind of fate. So it's been sort of the walking dead that's been picked off more than anything else. And all of these companies that uh, have gone bankrupt really deserve to do so and should have been put out of the misery some years earlier, perhaps even you might argue. So it's probably a good thing that they're gone and we can reallocate those resources and perhaps do something more productive with them. If you look at the top retailers in the country- I mean, how do you compare it? Sorry, uh, I didn't uh, mean to interrupt you, Octavia, no, but please, please go how ahead. do you compare how do you... it to prior years? Feels like a lot of bankruptcies of really great names. I mean, you have the parent of Ann Taylor, you have Century 21, JCPenney, True Religion, that's a cool one. Um, the Paper Store, GNC, Lucky Brand, Aldo, Neiman Marcus, J. Crew, Models. I mean, it's it just Pier One. It's just wild. Well, if you look at the, the overall numbers, there's certainly been a, a roughly similar number of bankruptcies this year so far that you've seen in private priors. It's up a bit, but not nearly as much as you'd expect. I mean, I would have thought with COVID, they, they, they were dropping like flies. Now, I think the difference has been there's been some fairly uh, big brand names have gone out of business. So JCPenney and Neiman Marcus and people of that sort. But I think their problems were more profound than, than COVID and the shutdown that we saw. What you really saw in those cases was that they had just lost the pulse of the consumer. I don't know if you've been to a JCPenney recently, but uh, it, it feels like you're going into a time warp, or it felt like you were going to, into a time warp with decades into the past. So they simply weren't on the pulse of the consumer anymore, and they'd lost that. Their merchandising was weak, their yeah. branding, their marketing, all those things were weak and bad, and, and, and they probably deserve to be picked off. So I don't think that's an entirely bad thing. If you look at the, the spending levels by consumers, in August now and through September, it's actually really strong in the retail sector. So we've seen the revenues there increase quite substantially compared to the same period one year prior. So that means there was a lot of pent up spending that built up during the COVID shutdown, but is now flowing back into the economy. So that's very encouraging, I think, overall. So, so the large retailers are doing really well. Uh, it's, it's quite impressive to see their, their numbers and their stock prices are up very, very substantially. So it's interesting as we see um, the growth, right? So what is your forecast? Because names like Amazon, Target, Home Depot, Costco, they're seeing growth. So not everything is struggling. What's working is really working. What in your crystal ball as the consumer does allocate their funds and does spend in certain places? What, what's the good news going forward? Well, I mean, you had in your previous picture there Amazon with, with revenues up about 40% overall, which is, of course, sensational. So all the online retailers have done very, very well indeed. 
Now, the question there is, does that continue as we go back to have perhaps greater normality and go back to sort of normal spending patterns? I don't think it does. I think those things continue. But it's going to be very, very hard for an Amazon to maintain that kind of growth. But what we have seen is a bit of sort of a herd thinning. So some of the weaker players taken out of the retailing space. And that's been good for the big retailers. So the big retailers, uh, certainly Amazon is up there, but people like Walmart and Costco and Home Depot, all those firms have done quite well overall. And their stock prices have re reflected that over the course of the past year. So they're all up quite substantially. Their revenues are up, but their profitability is up. They're looking pretty good overall in that sector. Right. So in the big picture of things, when we talk about the election and COVID and stimulus checks, how important are some of these events and how much of the stimulus checks are really driving some of the spending? Because now we're waiting on the next round, hopefully, right, for folks who, who really need that right now. Well, I, I don't know how much of the stimulus. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of that kind of stimulus spending. I, I think it's basically taking away money from one group of people and giving them to another in the hopes that that helps the economy. I'm not sure that's the best way to run an economy. Politically, it makes perfect sense to do that, but I, I think that's not necessarily uh, going to lead to good economic outcomes. We have that kind of resource reallocation. Uh, so yes, people certainly do get these stimulus checks and they run out and, and, and spend them, but I, I don't know how much of that they actually spend. I mean, imagine you're unemployed and you've got no work and, and things are tight and you get a check for $2,000. What do you do, run out and spend all of it? Uh, you'd have to be insane to do that. So a lot of that does flow into savings. And if you look at the deposits that we've seen at the large banks in the US, they've increased massively over the course of, the, of, this, of this crisis. So a lot of that money is just going and sitting in the bank rather than entering into the economy as well. So you have to question how effective that really yeah. is as a stimulus mechanism. Mm -hmm. And I know you had your eyes on gold as well. You talked about how it pushed above the 2000 level. Uh, what are your thoughts there? Well, I mean, it went above 2000 in early August and that has retrenched a bit. And I think a lot of people have been looking at it as an inflation hedge or some sort of hedge against a downturn. And as those fears have eased a bit since early August, it's come down a bit as well. Uh, however, there's one set of investors also, and, and another major play in gold is sort of a hedge against political instability. And with this election, we were just talking about, about that previously coming up. I think it looks very, very uncertain. Uh, I think we might well get a hung election uh, the way we did in 2000 that spreads out over weeks after the end of the election, after actually uh, election night, and leaves the country in a huge amount of uncertainty. And I think it's going to be much, much uglier than it was in, in the Gore versus Bush fight of 2000. Uh, these two sides have hardened their positions. Uh, they seem out to get each other. We've got a level of polarization in American politics that I've never seen before. I, I suspect you haven't either. Uh, and it looks like it's going to be a really ugly fight. And that kind of political uncertainty is, of course, phenomenally good for gold. I don't think that's priced into the, into the metal at this stage. So if we see that unwind, uh, and actually happen on election night and in the weeks and perhaps even months afterwards, we could see a very, very strong surge in gold as we, uh, as we move forward. And I will say uh, Trump and Biden's little intervention last night didn't uh, placate me and put me at ease at all in terms of how this election is going to come out. I think quite the opposite. I think they fueled the fires there. My concerns more than anything else, this is going to be very, very ugly.